Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Linsman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Brooke Tazler. Brooke is our Director of Dietary Services and a registered dietitian. And today we're going to start talking about food safety. And Brooke, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me again. Uh, August is uh, Food Safety Month, and that's part of the reason why we're going to talk about food safety. But it's also because uh, as we get into the fall, we're going to see a lot more outdoor activities with football games and soccer and so on and so forth. So I thought it would be a good way a good segue for us to to start talking about some of those kinds of things especially for folks who do like to go out and tailgate first of all um, you know when I go to the grocery store all of the they say that all the really good stuff like the fresh produce and all those other kinds of things and then all the frozen foods are on the outside and that's where you should do most of your shopping right but but obviously if you you know how do you shop in a way to keep your food safe you don't want you don't want your the you know the cool stuff in the cart for an hour and a half while you're walking around the store right you you have to figure out a way to do this properly so help us a little bit with that yep it's best to start with your non-perishables first Uh, so pick up that stuff first and then your colder stuff definitely best to try to get to that last Um, if it is something like raw meat poultry definitely try to keep that a little more separated in your cart uh, compared to say like your fruits and vegetables and stuff that's already ready to eat because it won't be cooked so um, want to keep those separate in your cart as well but um, the perishables obviously and no one wants melted ice cream anyway right so so the key is <laughs> once you put it in your cart you there's a time frame you're working from here yeah usually a two window two hour window is kind of what you're looking at there so um, that's good to know. I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Right. Um, so you get home, you're not quite ready to use the meat. Um, how many days before it becomes unsafe and how do you go about storing that to make certain that it will be uh, be in good shape, it, it will be in proper order when you get ready to, to use right. it? Right. So general rule of thumb, most of your meats, you try to use it within a couple of days you don't want it sitting there for too long or freeze it you could if you decide you're not going to use it right then go ahead and freeze it um i mean some of the non-ground beef stuff pork um lamb things like that you might have closer to three to five days but uh again in general within a couple of days when you're storing it in your fridge uh, you know again try to keep those vegetables kind of separated from um, or stuff that's ready to eat separated from from stuff that needs to be cooked yet, so some of your meats and whatnot. So meats would go on the lower shelves rather than the higher shelves because you don't want anything accidentally dripping onto those uh, foods that you're ready to eat. That's an excellent so, point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but that, you make an excellent point. My guest on the podcast today is Brooke Dazzler. Brooke is our Director of Dietary Services here at CCMH, <clears throat> excuse me, and she's also a registered dietitian. And we're talking today about food safety. What's the easiest way to prevent cross-contamination of foods? Washing hands is probably one of the biggest things that we can do or the best things that we can do. Um, and very simple to do, I guess. So just wash your hands, wash your hands. And, and it seems like regardless of the situation, it seems like if you wash your hands, you prevent a lot of different bad things from happening. True. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's just keep uh, washing our hands. Any extra prep steps, any other things we need to do in preparation before we get ready to start cooking? Uh, yeah. Washing hands is a, is a great start. Um, wiping down your countertops would be another great start as well. Um, it 
it's a good idea to try to use some type of a sanitizing solution if you can, and you can you can make one at home just by using some chlorine bleach, uh, a tablespoon of chlorine bleach in a gallon of water. That's all you need. But what about the sanitary wipes? I mean, so you can buy that, those Clorox sanitary wipes. Is that the same? I, mean, I would think it, that would be a pretty good idea okay. too. Yeah. All right. So you can either use <laughs> yeah. a homemade remedy, or you can buy something. Yep. The soap. Or the water and stuff, it helps take away some of the germs, but the sanitizing is what helps um, further reduce those germs. So it's just a helpful extra step. You know, I'm not much of a meat marinator, but I know that there are people out there who do a lot of that. So how do you marinate meat and at the same time still keep it fresh? So uh, you just use a covered container, I guess. Don't let it just sit out in the open overall and... um, so covered container, keep it in the fridge, especially, you know, thawing or not, but you don't want to thaw things on the counter. So uh, keep it in the fridge so you're keeping it at safe temperatures as best you can. Speaking of that, though, so you're, you've, you, let's say, for instance, you're going to prepare some meat and you've taken it out of the freezer. Is it best to thaw it in the refrigerator? That's one of the best ways, yeah. Um, I mean, you can if you can use it. In, you can use the microwave, and then you just want to make sure to cook it immediately. Again, you still don't want to let it sit out on your countertops or for as little amount of time as possible. But so, yes, so fridge, if it's frozen, microwave. So, yeah. So when it's frozen, you put it in your fridge. How, yep. how much time? How many days does that take? It's I mean, going to depend on how big the item is, but okay. I, you know, at least it. If it's a if it's not real big, it might only take a day. But most items, I'm going to say, are proud to be fully thawed are probably going to take a couple days. Couple days. Okay, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. How do I know when my food is cooked and safe to eat? Well, the best way to know is to get yourself a food thermometer. <laughs> Actually, there's a pro tip, gotta, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to have one of those <laughs> um, in order to to decide whether or not it's safe to eat. Um, So if you cook things, so there's a danger zone where the bacteria uh, grows the best, I guess. So the temperature zone is between 40 and 135. So if you're cooking it to above that temperature, that helps to reduce those bacteria and uh, and not promote that growth. Um, So ground meats, though, in particular, they need to be cooked up to 160 degrees. Chicken needs to be cooked up to 165 degrees in order to make sure that you're killing uh, all the organisms that you need to kill. (laughs) My guest on the podcast today is Brooke Tazzler. Brooke is our our, our Director of Dietary Services here at CCMH and a registered dietitian. We're talking about food safety. And uh, I do go to tailgates, uh, Brooke, in the fall. Any tips for tailgating? Um, well, make sure you keep your cold stuff in the coolers for as long as you can, uh, either until you're ready to cook it or until you're ready to eat it. Again, you don't want that stuff sitting out at room temperature. Although I know it can be kind of cold outside sometimes when you tailgate. Just depends on the time of year, though. Um, use paper plates. Uh, generally speaking, that's a, a good thing to use. Maybe don't reuse plates as much as you can. Um, Make sure you throw out food if it's bidding, sitting out too long, so there's that two-hour window again you can probably go by. Uh, and if, da- if in doubt, throw it out. So, <laughs> hate to rhyme, but... <laughs> again, that's a, very, that's a pro tip, I think. That's, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. So you talk about if, it, you know, if, if, if in doubt, throw it out. You know, if you have leftovers that look a little questionable... 
I think probably just heating it up and taking a bite to see whether or not it's any good probably would not be the advice that you would give. No. So why don't you give us the right <laughs> advice? If, if you've got leftovers that don't look great, what do you do? Uh, well, yeah, again, if you're really not sure, it's best to just err on the side of caution and get rid of it, because sometimes you can't tell just by the look of it, the smell of it, I don't know about the taste, the, it might have to be pretty far gone before the taste of it sometimes is affected, depending on the item. <laughs> um, there is an app that you could use if you wanted to. Um, most leftovers, if you use them within two or three days, I would think you'd be pretty safe for the most part, as long as you've kept, you know, done your due diligence and good practices ahead of time. But um, otherwise, this app called the USDA's Food Keeper, um, that can help you decide if the leftovers are still good too. Okay. When I'm reheating leftovers, does it still have to be at a certain temperature? We talked about that just a little bit ago. Right. Yep. So that one's actually 165. So that's, you want to get that good and hot. Make sure everything's heated all the way through. So, you know, stir your stuff. Make sure that it's hot all the way through. And if you've got that food thermometer, that's your best way of knowing. So, so if you don't have a food thermometer, what you're saying is this might be the first step in food safety is go get a food thermometer right. and then... And wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs> and then we'll see about everything else. Okay. What happens if you do everything properly, at least you think you do, and somebody still gets sick? What, what do you do then? Well... If your symptoms are severe, which, so the symptoms are a lot like the flu for a lot of people. Um, if they're severe enough, you need to make sure to go to the doctor and get checked out. Um, that's probably one of the big things. They'll help take care of you. <laughs> and and, and it's, uh, we, we talk about that and maybe laugh a little bit, but you know, that that's a pretty common thing that people get sick from eating uh, bad food. According to the stats that I see right here, 48 million cases of foodborne il illness in the United States every year. Yeah. That's a lot of cases. I mean, there's only 338 million people in the United States, 48 million. That's about one-fifth. Yeah. Uh, well, not quite that, but, you know, we're 15% maybe of all of the people in the United States get right. sick every year. It's more than you think, yeah. It's, that's crazy. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean, that's the reason we're talking about food safety today, though. We right. just want to make sure that people stay safe. So, if you, if you have someone who... Uh, ends up uh, being sick, probably best advice is seek medical attention. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if your symptoms are really mild, you could probably handle it at home, but yes, if they're severe enough, medical attention, definitely. <laughs> and after you do that, let's say for instance that, that uh, you seek medical attention and then uh, you'd been eating at a restaurant somewhere or you'd been somewhere else eating prepared food, uh, especially if you'd been in a restaurant or you'd be like a wedding reception or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, what do you advise happens after that? Um, that's where, so the USDA advises that you contact your local health department and they'll take it from there, I guess. Yeah, so make, make a call to the county and, and uh, they'll make, uh, do the, they'll do the investigation right. and then they'll make any recommendations from there. Yep. My guest on the podcast today has been Brooke Tazler. Brooke is the Director of Dietary Services uh, at CCMH and a registered dietitian. And we've been talking about food safety. And Brooke, thank you for your time today. Thank you. My name is Don Lintzman. I'm Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.